The following is not intended for younger audiences. If you're under the age of 18, please turn this off. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Welcome! Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. Dude Two, I always like the way you say Dude Two, Joe. I try to be consistent with that. You do a good job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're (laughs) welcome. Anyway, how are you? (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'm fine, actually. Um, you already know this, but uh, yeah, something something really cool, something actually really really awesome happened to you recently. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, that we're recording this just to spoil the surprise. We're recording this on the twenty eighth of February. Uh, I got my first dose of the COVID vaccine. That's awesome. Seriously. And I, I cannot be happier about that. I've been uh, pretty pretty anxious and excited for it. Like the week, the week I was supposed to get it the week before, but we've had a lot of snow in Jersey, and mm. like it felt like it just a period of two weeks where just just blasted with snow. And I'm just I'm just glad to finally have at least the first dose. Getting uh, the second dose on march 28th so a couple weeks from now so i got just to go into a little bit i got the moderna um i got the moderna vaccine and basically i i everything they had was was very well organized um everybody all the staff there they were great and they give you like a little vaccine card they had they they schedule your appointment your second dose appointment then and there so it's not like when you're trying to schedule the first appointment you're like in a scramble of like, when am I going to get it? When are you going to, you know, right. they have a set date and time. It's like the same date and time, like the same, the same time as like day and time as, as you went the last time. So we went Saturday, eight o'clock in the morning. We're going to get our next dose at Saturday, eight o'clock in the morning. I didn't have like, other than a sore arm, I didn't really feel any like side effects. I know my mom and my brother also got the vaccine. They were feeling a little tired, you know, they didn't feel 100%, but they weren't like it wasn't anything like it wasn't worrisome. Yeah. Actually, it, it was kind of it's kind of crazy cuz normally with like the flu shot, you know when you get like the flu shot and you can kind you can really feel like the soreness like set in yeah. like immediately. This didn't really happen with me. Like for the first couple hours I was like, did I even get a shot? Like did they even yeah. put it <laughs> did, did, they felt like just put like it just like they felt like they just put me in a like put me in a band-aid and sent me on my way or whatever but no it, it was uh you know a couple hours later i started to feel it but it, it, it i i feel pretty great um otherwise um we'll have to wait and see because like the second dose is where i've been hearing sometimes people get more of um more of a reaction but right you know obviously we got a i don't want to harp on this too much but we got a long road ahead as far as this COVID stuff yes. is concerned, you know this. Yes, I mean, we, we do. When we, st- when we started this podcast, we were still very much in the midst midst of that. We're still very much in the midst of it. But uh, this is a nice first baby steps towards 
towards some sort of progress. So I definitely encourage you folks to uh, definitely go, go for the vaccine. I know there's a lot of questions about it, but if you are somebody who does want to get the vaccine, my else, my advice is pay attention to what your state's doing as far as vaccine distribution and just remain aggressive. You know, I, I know when I was like initially scheduling my appointment, like initially I was supposed to go to Rite Aid and I was going at midnight on their website to see like the, the site refresh and all that. And it, it, at this point, it just feels so good just to have it. You know, that's all I, I can really say. And I'll also add to that as well, because I know there's, I, you know, just going off like news stories of how desperate some people are of getting a vaccine, like some of the weird, stupid shenanigans some people have done, like dressing up as old people. Yeah, don't, for don't, example, not, you don't, know. don't be that don't, aggressive. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. But no, I'll, I, I will say as well that patience is a virtue as well because there's going to be some situations just in most states like my state 65 and up and people with pre-existing health conditions that uh, makes them more vulnerable to COVID-19 like those are who are getting vaccinated right now and teachers and so like for me I'm 30 I work a minimum wage customer service job Guaranteed, I probably won't get a vaccination until, as if they're optimistic, summer. Like, that's what they've been saying, is they're being optimistic about that. So, definitely pay attention to what your state's doing, but know that if it's not your time, it will be your time. I know there's been a lot of hiccups in the distribution, and I know there's a lot of people complaining about that, but your time will come. You will get vaccinated if you want to get vaccinated. And I hope you will get vaccinated. And another note to that, Johnson & Johnson just got approved for yes. emergency usage. and One shot. One shot. And I think I know, I know a lot of people who are waiting for that one. And I think that's going to be very instrumental in getting people, getting people vaccinated. Like, that's, that's great. So we have Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Um, I, and we're, it's, we're, we're, we're on the road, you know, I know it, it's, it's, we're still in the tunnel, but there's still, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We can see it. It's there, you know, which is nice. We, we have living proof right in front of me on a video screen that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So again, pay attention to what people are doing, pay attention, but also keep the safety protocols, wear a mask, wear two masks, social distance, if you can. Um, just be safe and you will, you will get vaccinated. You will. It patience as well as aggressive. It's a weird combination, but it's true. Yeah. Once it's your turn, you are going to be reloading, loading those, those sites. I know for New Jersey, they have a whole list of like, like the different counties, what their like vaccination things are. And there's a whole bunch for, you know, different States check, you know, check all the sites yeah. just, and, and also to. Also, for those, I know there's a lot of elderly people out there who don't have internet connection, and they they might not know how to schedule an appointment. If you know, they have a loved one or somebody who is, you know, like 65 and older in, in that situation, like my grandma is in that situation, definitely try to help mm -hmm. them out with that as well, and in in scheduling that because you know it it, it just it's they're eligible, but it's just it that it's it's hard for them to. It's hard to figure out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a tricky thing. So I'm I'm trying to help my uh, my grandma out with that. I'm, I'm my, my Nana. You know that's just, good. Yeah, it's uh, but but it the <laughs> it, it's just it just feels great. Actually, it was kind of funny because that my, my my mom and my brother they wouldn't feel so great. I was just like 
all, I was bouncing on the walls like after the after the vaccination. <laughs> it was a combination of things. It was a good. It was that Saturday was generally one of the better Saturdays I've had. Honestly, between that and 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 other things, I won't get into. But anything else going on with you? My Saturday was awful. <laughs> I'm you no. Know listen, I am so happy you had a good. I'm. Like I remember when you when you messaged me and you know there because you had made that post that there was like some distribution troubles in Jersey, and so you you were concerned that you would have to reschedule much later. But you actually got to get your first half sooner than you initially were, which is really cool, and I'm very happy for you. So I'm happy you were able to have a good Saturday. Night. My my Saturday wasn't wasn't was not good. I was just at work. I like my again. I, I do like my job. I don't want to go too much into it because obviously I don't I don't want to I just don't. But you no, know, yesterday wasn't wasn't that wasn't a great day at work. I'll just say that. And again, I think it's I think it's apt to say you know again we're still in this. Wear a mask, please. Remain socially distant. It's I was it was nice that you know a couple of times I've had to ask customers to put a mask on. They would do it, and they would be you know they would be like you know like thank you and i'd be like thank you so at least there's that but nah it's it it, it was it was it was a rough day but besides that because again i don't really want to get into it but i have been uh going through all of the uh uh the mcu movies again we talked about we've talked about two of them recently and then just watching wandavision which i've been really enjoying so I just wanted to kind of go back and watch them. I'm on. I'm on one of your favorites, Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't started. I haven't watched it yet, but that's the one I'm on at the moment. Very nice. Very nice. So that's currently what I've. That's pretty much what I've been doing. It's nowhere near as exciting, but you know, it's something to do. <laughs> 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 that's all that matters. Listen, I mean, it, it's it's a good one. Like I I I've sort of halted uh, temporarily my Pixar rewatch. Because uh, my next one... Is... I was wondering about that. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about this. Because my next one is Cars 2. And, Ugh. you know... Uh, <laughs> I, I, fun fact, you know, I had never seen Cars 2. You know what? At least with you, with your run-through, that you, you got Toy... I mean, you know what? Okay, I, I take that back. So I was going to say, you got Toy Story, but then you also got Bugs Life. Like, for me, I got Iron Man, but then I also got Incredible Hulk. So, there's some similarities. But at least you also have, like, a string of stuff that you really dug. Whereas, like, I had Iron Man, then I had, like, Incredible Hulk, and then you have Iron Man 2 and Thor. But then you have Captain America! Yeah! So, so, so at least there's... At least you get to some point uh, within Phase 1. But I was... Because I was wondering about that. Because I remember a while ago you were talking about watching the Pixar movies. But then I kind of stopped hearing about it. I'm like, is he still doing that? No, I, I do plan to get back to it at some point. Part of it is I do like watching them with my brother. Uh, Mike's had a lot of mm. schoolwork as of late. And love you, Mike. Yeah, I love you too, Just Mike. Just wanted to shout out Mike. Yes. <laughs> but but one of the big things is I don't want to waste his time by watching Cars 2. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? It's just like, okay, you, you finally get a break after writing like a five-page paper or whatever. Guess what your reward is? Watching goddamn Cars 2. <laughs> You know what? Congratulations. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it could be like a, you know, what? maybe it could be a nice bonding moment. Like you guys could, not that you need it because you guys are really close, but like, like it could be like a bonding moment. Like you guys just make fun of it as you're watching it. Yeah. That, that might be what ends up happening, you know? And, and yeah. listen, I also want to emphasize too, like, I, I'm appreciative that Cars 2 gave people jobs 
and people were able to, you know, make some type of living off of that movie, you know, so I don't want to sound completely ungrateful because there's always that benefit with a lot of movies, but I'm not looking forward to rewatching it is all I'm saying. But enough on Cars 2. I want to talk about some more interesting movies. So this this week, uh, it's actually an episode I've been very, um, I've been very excited about because, you know, this episode we're featuring a filmmaker, uh, we're featuring Greta Gerwig. On this week's episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature, we're talking about her two movies. And one of them I had never seen before, and the other one is a personal favorite of mine. And we're going to talk about the one that I just saw for the first time. Was this your first experience watching? This is my first... This is... Listen. Fun fact. This is my first experience with anything Greta Gerwig. Like, even as far as, like, as an actress, too? Because she's also also an actress. We should preface that. I recognized her face, but I, I hadn't... I don't remember what I'd seen her in. Unless I watched something else that she was in that I don't remember, this is technically my first time watching anything in regards to Greta Gerwig. Wow. Well, so this is this one, well this one's especially is going to be this one's going to be a very interesting journey for us cuz this is our first exposure as I said to Lady Bird. Her uh this came out in 2017 uh if I'm not mistaken, and this was an interesting year because I think for the best director nominees they were like four out of the five were were never nominated for best director if i'm not mistaken because that was jordan like jordan peele was up for best director for get out uh for get out and yeah of course guillermo del toro was up for shape of water christopher nolan up for dunkirk and gerwig was was nominated for ladybird and you know when we were when we were talking about this i i couldn't remember because my only remember remembrance of uh the 2017 oscar stuff was how excited i was that shape of water and guillermo del toro who i love both of those things uh, <laughs> um that you know finally got some big oscar recognition so i was like he's he's made so many great movies so i was just really happy to see that yeah it was definitely exciting to see to see all those like like different names and in more more much more of a varied director's list than what we're normally accustomed to yeah you know different like a bunch of different kinds of movies which which may, always makes it interesting you know i i like variety mm-hmm. but ladybird ladybird it's sort of a coming of age coming of age movie this this young woman she's a senior in high school she's in catholic school she wants to get the hell out of sacramento she, she does not want to be there like her her whole goal is to go to like a place that has a more like open-minded culture, I guess, like something more liberal, something more along the lines of like a New York or you know some of the other or like other places of California that's not Sacramento, and so that's her, that's all she thinks about, pretty much. Yeah, and this his character of of Lady Bird is portrayed by Saoirse Ronan, who is a name you'll be hearing a lot this episode. Yeah, sim- similar. Sim- Similar to the Ryan Coogler episode, we talked a lot about Michael B. Jordan. You know, Saoirse Ronan's like Greta Gerwig's like go-to for a lot of her movies. I mean, she's only made two, like solo director, I believe. I think she co-directed another movie, um, if I was reading correctly. But Saoirse Ronan is like her go-to for a lot of her movies. And I think I think it's like a, it's a winning combination, honestly. Uh, I think they're like in, in both of these movies. Not to get jump ahead, but specifically Lady Bird. She's great in this. She's very good. Have you seen some of her other movies before Lady Bird, like when she was like younger? 
Like, I, I totally forgot she was in The Lovely Bones. I forgot about that, too. The, uh, the one that I remember Saoirse Ronan being in, because I'm a, I'm a Wes Anderson fan, I, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. She, she was in that. That was that was probably my main my main exposure to Sir Sharon. And I also had seen uh, that movie Brooklyn. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. It just it's not it's not popping into my head. Gen- General Hux is in it, I believe, and it, it, it's sort of like she she immigrates to the United States, and there, there's two guys. She's sort of torn like torn between the two. Uh, she's very good in that one, by the way. I just remember her. Obviously, like, just from seeing, like, the trailers for The Lovely Bones and, like, watching a quarter of it, I, I've never seen the movie in entirety, in its entirety. I also remember when she was in that movie Hannah, where she had, like, the, the bright the, the bright blonde uh, eyebrows and she was, like, a hunter or something, I guess, or she was, like, a killing machine, I think. I I don't I don't I never saw the movie so I don't know what it's about. Um, <laughs> I just recognize Saoirse Ronan from a lot of posters, I guess. My my mom, this is one of my mom's favorite actresses. Like my mom, my mom will see Saoirse Ronan in anything. Like she, like she, it's one of those people where it's like she sees her, she's like, "Yep, I'm sold." They already got they already got my money. <laughs> <laughs> Did she has she seen Lady Bird? She is not, but I don't know if Lady Bird would be a Patty movie. But this movie, like she she's very she's very good in this Lady Bird. Like like we were saying, she wants to get out of get out of that her you know Sacramento area, and just try to in, attempt to you know make life better for herself in some ways, I guess, because she's not in not really in the best situation. No, like she like her family's on the on the more like lower end like lower class kind of side, especially because they live around and near a bunch of kids who are uh, essentially much more well off than them so that's like that's always a constant thing that goes through lady bird's brain uh, as the movie plays out i mean she's she is she's very much like the kind of teenager that um and i think greta gerwig and saoirse ronan do this really well it's just that idea of like the teenager not seeing the fault in themselves but more the fault in others like like the whole time she thinks her mom hates her because of how like like tough she is with her sometimes but we but obviously we know that's not true and people constantly are telling her that's not true but she still thinks like oh no my mom hates me you know right (laughs) you know she she's constantly driven by her emotions more so than her like her thought process like she she'll like be into one guy and then she'll just be into another guy (laughs) like there's she has like her two boyfriends in the movie um, she kind of ditches her friend at one point because she because of the other guy that she likes, which is really heartbreaking. The thing I liked a lot about the movie is is how well it was able to capture the kind of teenage experience. Which there's a, granted there are a lot of movies that do that really well, but it's really it, it's all about the lens and the voice who it's coming out of. And so I think this one did a really good job in in portraying it, but making it stand out in a way. I, I also think too, like there's there's a lot of like there's there's like awkward moments. <laughs> yeah, too. I still <laughs> I still love the scene when she's in the supermarket, and because uh, her brother works there, and uh, she wants to buy a magazine, and her mom's like no, so she just like steals it, and then she sees one like the first guy that she likes, and she walks up to him, shakes, and like every time she shakes someone's hand, someone goes, "That's weird." Okay, <laughs> and she's like, she does the class, and, and Saoirse Rhoda delivers it perfectly. She goes, "Come here often." <laughs> that that was. I was also thinking about the scene where she's, um, you know, 
she, she's having an intimate moment with uh, with Timothy Chalamet's character Kyle. of Kyle. Ugh. Kyle. <laughs> but anyway, like, and it's such an awkward, it's such an awkward scene. Like her note, her, her nose bleeds and she, she thinks it's supposed to be a special thing, but he, he's just like, you're going to have a lot of like unspecial sex in your life. <laughs> just, <laughs> and, and, it, uh, and Kyle, what a dick. <laughs> Ky- yeah. Kyle, Kyle's a character, Kyle's a character. And I, I think that's the, the other important thing with, with this movie is obviously a lot of it is anchored by, by Saoirse Ronan's performance. But I think the movie is also populated with, with some interesting, um, interesting sporting characters, Kyle being one of them. But we also, we have to mention, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Oh yeah. In, in this. Cause she, she is the, the, the other, the other big reason to really see this movie. I mean, a lot of a lot of the movie is about Lady Bird's relationship with her mom and the kind of strainness of it. Yeah, like a lot of like obviously the movie is about Lady Bird. Like she like it's called Lady Bird. So it's it's she's the ultimate perspective, but also a big aspect of it is her relationship with her mom and how strained it is. And how like you know, clearly clearly her mom wants what's best for her. And, you know, wants, wants to be like, you know, listen, and, you know, we can only do so much and we can only do this. And, um, Lady Bird more reads it like her mom hates her and that her mom doesn't want her to succeed. And it's like, it's, it's not it. There's just, there's a lot you could say really with this too. And it's like one of the more, one of the most like heartbreaking scenes was, um, after, uh, Lady Bird gets accepted into her school in New York and you can like you can clearly tell that her mom not only didn't want her to go because they couldn't probably couldn't afford it, but also because she doesn't want to lose her kid. Especially with the as strained a relationship as you have, and that now that there's that distance, like that that's hard. But the, there's the way that they conclude. That, I don't want to say conclude. The way they sort of en- en- end that, like when when they're at the airport. Yes. And she she regret regrets not like having that last chance to say goodbye and like. You know, the mom like drives around and she comes back and she's just devastated that she she's not there. Mm. You know, she's already you know went through security or whatever. And when and like when Lady Bird finally gets to New York, like you can almost tell that she she definitely regr- like she sort of regrets it now. It's like you know, she's she definitely has that like sense of homesickness with like and that's a lot of thing I think with that's a lot of things I think with like teenagers as well. It's just that you don't really know. Because obviously teenagers think they know everything, like that's that's like the kind of typical thing. I'm not saying that's all teenagers, but the vast majority of them, because they're they're only just discovering life in a way, and they're only just discovering like the 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 the, the sense of social and community and just the way that the world works, and so they think they know everything. But the truth is, like experience is also a very important thing in that. And so when Lady Bird first like goes to New York and has that moment where it's just like a roller coaster of just bad (laughs) like just everything that happens um and then eventually she's just like i miss my mom i also think about too because it could have been it could have been like really hackneyed to have her like because at the end of the movie she goes to the church Mm -hmm. i feel like it ends up working a lot better than i would have expected it to because there's there's some movies where it's just like oh they find god or or what no it's just like it, it it reminds her it takes her back, back, back to back to home, it's, you know, and yeah. it, it it didn't it didn't come off as cheesy as as it could have, which I'm I'm definitely grateful for. 
I'll say I think that's a strength of Greta Gerwig just from watching. I know it's again we'll get to the second movie later, but I think that's a strength of Greta Gerwig's is that she she sees the genres that she's working in and the tropes that are kind of associated with that, and she either plays with them a little bit or sort of like steps back a little bit to, from it and just tells what for her feels the most honest when it comes to the story she's telling. And so I think I think she does a really good job with that, and I, I actually really like that she was able to to shift that because, like you're saying, a lot. I think a lot of other studios or directors making a movie like this would probably have gone the more commercial route or the more like sappy, like over over done kind of route that most movies like this would have done, but they didn't do that. And that I think also that also continues in with like this subplot with. Um her fir- her first like sort of like boyfriend Danny when we find out that he's when he find out that he's gay yes it is a devastating moment moment for for our ca- our character but it play the the way that the, that story sort of resolves and pl- and plays out feels very honest yes absolutely yeah cuz like any any other situation like she would have accidentally said something and he would have overheard it and then because like obviously he doesn't he's not ready to out he's not ready to like come out of the closet to his family or his friends or anything so you know she needs to she she says i'll keep it a secret and then i think in any other movie it just would have been like you know oh danny's gay or whatever and then danny's just like right there and it's like a whole thing but like then like in other movies they'll try to like work it so that's like oh you know we're good now it's like no that's that's a big deal yeah that's a huge thing and i think it's it's sort of a, an unfortunate trope that movies sort of like play it like over dramatic whenever something like that happens and uh just just to like quote unquote further the plot or like you know add more trouble to the to the story or whatever for the characters and it's like you know and then and then it just resolves like oh we're fine blah 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 and it's like no that's 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 a that's a rough thing for someone that to, to kind of lose that chance and to like you know, sort of be like pushed out as opposed to like letting themselves be comfortable enough to come out on their own. So I'm happy that the movie doesn't fall into that category. And they actually like, you know, they actually ended on, on a somewhat it's, it's, they actually ended on somewhat of a nicer note that, you know, they're able to sort of reconnect and be friends again. I, I just feel like the, the, the world, the world of Lady Bird too, like, like some of like the, just the smaller characters I, I, I think are memorable. Like I, I think about the, um, the the priest like football coach who has to become the theater director mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that scene was great <laughs> that was his no and then when, when they finished like the one line he's in the crowd he goes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that was the best scene like just especially it's it makes it funnier when like he's when he's writing it on the chalkboard and then the students are also like <laughs> like doing the same thing as he he's like and then uh the the wide the wide lines that's the singing right <laughs> and then, uh and then Daniel will come over here and then he'll just do this <laughs> they're like okay hold on <laughs> that was the that was so funny I thought it was so funny I also gotta I also want to um because I've seen her in a few things and I've been like really enjoying her performances um but uh beanie feldstein who fun fact in case you didn't know is jonah hill's sister yes and when i realized that i could totally see it too i've i've loved her in a lot of different movies like she was she was in the first season of what we do in the shadows she was great in that she was in she was one of my favorite uh elements of the sequel to neighbors um so i've been really enjoying her performances and she's really good in this too as like kind of the the best friend character 
to Lady Bird. Yeah, I, I really like her a lot, and and she she gets some really good, um, really good moments. Um, I think about like after like one of the plays that she's she sees like the math teacher, you know, who she who she's got like, a thing she for. Feels like she's a she's got a thing for, and she's like a little disappointed at sort of the like how that sort of resolves, and that feels you know that 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 felt pretty real, or just any or the scene sometimes too where she has to like later on where she's when she's yelling at. Uh, yelling at Lady Bird, and like I, I like the scene where they're, it's like they're, they're, they're gonna go to prom, but they're like eating cheese. And yeah, like, well, you can't fault us. This is a small block of cheese, you know. <laughs> That's so good. And her chemistry with Saoirse Ronan was fantastic as well. Like I, cl- you clearly believe that they're like really, they've been like lifelong friends. So like at that last moment, which is so sad when, um. When uh, she was saying that she was moving, and she probably wasn't going to see Lady Bird over the summer, and that was that 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 was heartbreaking a little bit. But you know, Lady Bird went to New York, so I guess it's fine. But um, that's always that's always a tough moment too when you're growing up is when your friends, because you know everybody has their own lives, everybody has to move on. So like it's it's definitely. I remember when uh, my friend Cameron, hi Cameron, if you're listening to this, um, when he moved to Maryland. Uh, it was, that was, that was pretty sad. Cause like he was, he's, he was a friend of mine from when we were, when we were basically in kindergarten. And so like, we, we don't even see each other as like friends. We're basically brothers. You know, we, we've just spent a lot of time together and it was one of, he's one of the few friends that I've had pretty much since I was a kid. So, um, when he moved to Maryland, like we still try to keep in contact, but when he moved to Maryland, it was definitely, it was definitely sad. Cause I was like, Oh you know, this is the good friend of mine, and I've only actually been to visit him once, which sucks because I I would have liked to have visit him again. Well, I, well, no, twice because I was at his I was at his wedding. But either way, it 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 sucks that it I haven't been able to have more of those, especially now. So that was something I related to a lot watching the movie. There's a lot of stuff, admittedly, I related to. This. I I normally I was telling this to you. Normally, when I watch movies like this. I, I tend to hate it because it just makes me think of like the awkwardness of high school and like some of my own like awkward high school experiences. And so, you know, with this one, there was definitely a few of those things, but ultimately it was, I was like, this is still a really good movie. Actually. It's, it's actually, it's funny too. Cause like I have like n- almost like zero like connection <laughs> with the ladybird character. The one thing I did that thought of was when she was going to the guidance counselor or whatever to plan out her future, like, and this is not nothing against like my guidance counselor, you know, whatever. But I remember they they basically just flat out told me, yeah, you probably can't go to those schools. <laughs> like, I, I know, oh I know, God. people are, are like when people like people tell you, you should just you should just go to the community college, just do that, and you, you almost feel kind of spiteful, and you're like, no, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and now I'm in debt, so it's like great. <laughs> It's like it's like the worst kind of like like reverse psychology. Like, yeah, you probably won't get into it. Well, I'll show you. Can I have some money? <laughs> well, th- thankfully, I have I, I I got under control. It's just it's just funny that looking back on that. It's like that. I people would assume like I would I went to community college mm. and stuff, and they're like, oh, you're going to and like and I would almost be offended. I'm like, what are you what what are you what are you doing? Stop! You're making me feel bad. <laughs> Are, are you just doubting me? The, uh, like, like the doubters out like, there? You don't like, know me. Doubters gonna doubt. <laughs> you, you just hate uh, me because you no, hate me, I, huh? <laughs> but I also, I also feel like the the 
you know, speaking as somebody like my father was gone most of my life, but I is the the the, the, the like the the parental dynamic in this movie felt pretty real. That the mom, the the mom has to be the one to basically bear all the stuff that's that's going on. Like she has to deal with the, what what her husband's going through. And then whatever, you know, the other kids are going through, then what, what Lady Bird is going through, and she has to be, like, the bad cop. Yeah. Whereas dad's, dad, in a way, it actually makes me think of, like, especially with the dad, it made me think of another one of my other favorite um, teen movies, Edge of Seventeen, with with Haley Steinfeld, where she had a much better relationship with the dad, because he didn't have to be, he didn't have to be the bad guy. Right. And, you know... Basically, you know, I, I I thought the performances like all around are great. And I, one scene, I know we're go- but going back to Laurie Metcalf, the one scene where like it was just like one of those oh snap moments that you watch where she's just like like Saoirse Ronan's like write it down, write down the number that it cost me cost to raise me, and then I will pay it back to you, so I don't have to talk to you again. And she's just like you'll never make that that much money. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just like and you're just like she, oh god. She just like tosses the thing down like. Ugh! that dude that is such like like yeah. it's it's such an like an honest like genuine moment like i imagine so many teenagers have had like like i don't want to be i, I don't i don't want to have to like do this for you anymore i want to step away from you i'm gonna be my own person yada yada, yada. and then the mom and then like you know it's like, really spiteful and then the mom's just like nah <laughs> <laughs> But no, you really do feel for Laurie Metcalf. Just again, like you were saying, how much like she has on her plate. Like you know, when the dad loses his job, for example, and everybody's still living in the house, and uh, you know, she's. I am. I assume she's the only one. Like, I mean, well, I know the the son has a job, but she's really like the only one working, and like the girlfriend's living with them, and. And her daughter is, you know, again, like, in that, like, prime teenager moment where she's, like, again, like, she knows everything. And so she knows better. And she, like, when her mom, like, tries to tell her otherwise, like, she just thinks her mom hates her. Like, I, like, I, like, the part when, when she's, like, trying on prom dresses felt so, like, legit. You know what I mean? I really liked the line in that scene where, where she's, like, do, do you, do you like me? She's, like. I love you. I love you, sweet. But and I love you, sweetie. And she's like, but "Do you like me?" Uh, but do you do you like me? And, and he's, she's like, "I want you to be the best possible version of yourself." And she's like, "What if this is the best version?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that. That's a that's a scare. You know, oof. You know, and you definitely feel that too. Sometimes, like with, with the parents, they like they might like sometimes they might seem like the bad guy, but it's just like you know. A lot of time, no. It's just they're trying to make sure that you end up as good, if not better, than what they had to what they had to go through and what you know, what where they landed. Like it's 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 a matter of taking their own life experiences um, and applying it to you. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people will be different from their parents and they'll have different life experiences, but it still it still helps that. You know, whatever they experience, which, you know, typically most people will experience, it helps that they have an understanding of that that they can help and pass on to you so that you can do better, like you were saying, do better than they did when they were going through it. But, you know, the the unfortunate cycle of life is that no teenager (laughs) 
like half the time listens to their parents so they end up just having to do that anyway and it just gets like a unfortunate repeating cycle <sighs> yeah but it, 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 it's just ugh. but you know but you know what there's 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 honesty to that you know it's just that you know they're i don't know it's 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 just the truth really yeah yeah it, it's like like i said it, it feels it feels like a good portrayal like she i, I don't feel like she, like greta gerwig is rewriting the formula of rewriting the wheel or reworking the re- wheel but she does it in such a like i think with both films she does it like those genres and so, like she does those genres justice yes and is able to you know sort of do her own own spin on it um one thing i want to point out because we this is a greta gerwig episode a lot of the time i forget if i mentioned this in the recording or not yet so forgive me but a lot of the time with like actors become directors and they make movies the acting will be really good and then that's it yeah in the case of greta gerwig She's also a like she's a great director of actors, as evidenced by this in our next movie. Like, like the color, I think the color choices in this movie are are brilliant, and I like the distinction between Sacramento and then when she finally goes out east at, to New, to New York. I I, I it, it felt it it felt re- it really worked for me. Same as sort of like a like a tran- as a tran- transition point and. Like I, I feel like that that needed to be brought up um, as far as her as, as a filmmaker. Did she and she wrote and she wrote this movie? I believe as well. If I'm not, I mistaken. believe so. Like this, this, yeah, she, yeah, she wrote yeah. it. I, I'm on the Wikipedia page, as I, I imagine you are yeah, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're prepared. Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> and this is an. Uh, this was a eight twenty four. This was um one of the more popular ones i imagine i mean because all the awards attention i it's it's one i definitely see periodically whenever i'm at target and i'm always like curious about it because how often i heard about it and how often like people were taught like i so many people i know are like oh this is like my favorite movie now i'm glad that i was able to get get to a point where i could finally watch this is a great excuse to just watch all types of movies in general but i'm glad that we finally got to this point so i can finally sit down and watch it and i actually really liked it me too. Me too. I mean, I don't know how much I'll re- I'll rewatch this one. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, because because but but it is a great movie. Like the perform the performances are excellent. You know, I think that it's well directed. It's well written. I think it's got it's a very you know like I said, very honest portrayal of what it's covering. You know, and I I, I also want to bring this up too because we're gonna bring it up in the next film. Like nine eleven is sort of like a background yeah thing because like, it's set we're we're still very much. Yeah, like the post nine eleven world. It's very much set in that like two thousand and two, two thousand and three time period, which again is also sort of like because that's when like I mean I wasn't a teenager that time. I I I was a teenager from like two thousand and three to like two thousand and nine, basically. So it's kind of in that ballpark. Yeah, but um, uh, definitely that that uh mindset like the way the movie plays out um was very familiar but the 9-11 thing like it's it's very much in the background and especially because she wants to go to new york and there's definitely that fear that a lot of people have at that time i remember just going off a little bit on the 9-11 thing when i was in seventh grade um which was around the time which is around the time it happened because i think i was in sixth grade when it happened the there's like this big class trip that i imagine a lot of grade schools do where a bunch of kids go to washington dc for like a class trip and 
uh, I remember my sister went, and it was a whole thing. Uh, I did not go because of 9-11, because that was a big fear a lot of and they didn't want to have to bring a bunch a bunch of kids to Washington, D.C., while that while that fear was still very much like in the air. So we ended up going to Columbus, which, if I'm being honest, is <laughs> it's not a good compensation. <laughs> Like Columbus is Columbus is nice, I'll say that. But it would have been nice to have gone to Washington D.C. But I also understand, I guess. I mean, because here I have a you know because I think we were supposed to go to the Liberty Science Center, um, and due to various things, we weren't able to do that. But we do the the fourth graders like for us, we do like a, tri- a trip to Trenton, mm. uh, you know, capital New Jersey, and that that's actually cool because you get to visit like the Trenton barracks. For like where, where people like where soldiers stayed during like the Revolutionary War, and New Jersey is often referred to as the crossroads of the Revolution. So you got that historical um, aspect, but I could totally see like going to a place that you could just like go to <laughs> like normally. Like funny enough, as like we're re- like funny enough as we're recording this, my mother and my sister, while being safe, are at an outlet mall in Columbus right now. So like, <laughs> so I'm like. We could just do that anytime, really. <laughs> but my only real, my only real memory of that whole trip was uh, this weird uh, 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 room debacle where, like, we it was supposed to be like four people to a room or something, and we had set our room up, but then like this one kid that I hate um, and still hate because <laughs> we went to I he went to the same college I did, and I saw him and I was like I hate him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like he ruined our, our whole thing. And so like, we had to like reset our whole room. It was stupid. But, um, I also remember, uh, every kid, and I only know this because every kid talked about it, but every kid watched the same late night HBO. <laughs> so like, not even like everyone, the entire class, like everyone was watching, I think it was like real sex. Or whatever on HBO that is like I guess it's like a documentary series or something about like about like sex workers or whatever. But of course we're a bunch of teenagers and we and we're in a hotel that has HBO. <laughs> so that's all anything. I, I swear to God, all I wanted to watch was like late night talk shows. <laughs> I like like I just remember like do you want to watch something else? I think we ended up watching Monsters Ball, and then I totally forgot there's that there's that whole scene with. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Halle Berry. So then my 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 friends were like, "Oh, let's watch this now." And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit, I I you know, being a teenager, I was I was I was titillated by some of that stuff. But ultimately, is it was it's a weird thing to be to look back on, and just be like, "That's what we did. That's how we spent our time in that hotel, just watching late night HBO." <laughs> like, really? It was weird, but. I'm talking. Uh, I'm going to a lot about that, but it's just it's just a weird experience. Well, uh, beyond beyond your our, our, our field trip and experiences with HBO and <laughs> Monsters Ball, Lady Bird is a really good movie. You should totally. It's check very it out. good. It's very good. We are gonna go into the Nun Mobile and drive off for a quick quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a couple of small ladies. Stay tuned.
And we're back! Welcome back! In our last segment, we talked about Greta Gerwig's uh, first solo venture with Ladybird, as well as a few um, other odd things, like Late Night HBO, <laughs> for example. <laughs> but now we are moving on to uh, her first adapted work, the 2019 adaptation of Little Women. <laughs> That is a copyright. <laughs> you took my line. <laughs> but yeah, I can, you know what? Funny enough, I can't help but think of that now. Anytime I see that now on my voodoo, I'm just going to be like, little women. <laughs> uh, but yes, little women, 2019. Now, you actually saw this before, whereas I I hadn't seen either of these movies before. You actually saw this in theaters, and if I remember correctly, you would not stop talking about this. You were really into it. This movie, okay, like, it was definitely one of my favorite movies of 2019, like, full stop. Like, and just to lay the groundwork, I had never seen an adaptation of Little Women. Neither have I. I haven't seen any other adaptation. I've never read the book. I remember seeing a trailer for it. My only exposure was seeing a trailer for it uh, before I saw The Lighthouse. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. And I, 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 saw, I actually saw The Lighthouse with my mom. And we saw the trailer. No joke. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yeah. At a, a now, unfortunately, closed uh, theater in Asbury Park, the showroom. Uh, um. May it rest in peace. Real, it was a really unique venue, but... Going beyond that, I remember seeing the trailer for this, and my, mo- my mom was like, oh, Saoirse Ronan's in this. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's a period piece. We got to see this. And we saw it um, January of 2020. It was one of the last movies I saw in theaters before the world turned upside down. Before the end of the world. Before the apocalypse. Yes. And uh, I saw this in a pa- – it was a packed theater. Okay? Like, if, if you had oh. – like, it was, a, it was a packed theater. Oh, I missed you know, that. And it, re- it really was, like – that like it wasn't an Avengers movie or an event movie, anything like that, but you could tell there were clearly people who were like either fans of the book or they, they really liked the actors in it and a lot of older audiences. And I think that's really great when you're able to get older audiences into the movie theaters to see not now, obviously, because of COVID, but back in the day when you're trying to like sell a movie. <laughs> yeah, back when things were fine and being close to uh, being close to strangers was okay. Whereas now, tis not. Just saying. T- t- tis not. But this movie emo- emo- really emotionally affected me when I first saw it. And w- when I saw it again. And it was just it was just really incredible, honestly. To get me to care. Like, to, to basically sum it up, white girl problems during the Civil War. <laughs> I mean, th- I- again, this is another story in the midst of another great, like, major event in history. With Lady Bird, it was 9-11. This is is the 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 Civil War, you know, major mm-hmm. event in Amer- American history, and it very much affects their lives um, in a way that nine eleven doesn't quite really seem to in Lady Bird. In Lady Bird, it's it's more of a like it's it's a mindset of the time. It's more of a time period setting, really. It's more of just the set dressing for it. Whereas for for Little Women, that was very much like that. It like that was that um 
Louisa May Alcott wrote wrote the book, um, and this is it's been adapted as we said so many times. It's in the public domain, and it, it is among. Isn't there an anime? There is an anime. <laughs> there is an anime. I've never seen it. I've never. I've never, I, never seen like, it. I've never seen any of the. Yeah. So <laughs> I just thought that was kind of interesting that the the book the book was so popular it kind of went to that. But it's funny too, just. Um, knowing there's been so many adaptations. I think the first thought I had when I saw the poster for it was, oh, they're doing another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's like a star is born. It's like, oh, well they're doing another one. <laughs> yep. This one's got Lady Gaga in it. Cool. <laughs> uh so if you've never heard if you've never known really the story of Little Women, it concerns the March sisters. Um Joe Amy, Meg, and Beth, and just basically their lives, their lives as they as they grow up, you know, in the pre and and pre and before and after the civil American Civil War, and just just basically like a lot of do, like domestic stuff. But man, it really tugs at the heartstrings. And one thing, the first and foremost, you got to bring up with this adaptation is it's told out of order, which I I had no clue because again. No context, no anything to any other version, or never reading, never reading the book. Um, I wasn't particularly sure if this was the right structure or not. It almost seemed like um, a lot of the more modern day stuff was was more like. I don't know, it made me think of like uh, movies like like in Bride of Frankenstein. How's that? How there's that whole opening sequence with Mary Shelley, and uh, like, and then it kind of leads into the story a little bit. It almost feels like it was sort of in that vein whenever, like, you would go to the, the quote-unquote, the present era stuff, and you would just see, um, you know, Saoirse Ronan, who's essentially, in this movie, the author of the book Little Women, uh, and basically uh, her kind of, like, I don't know, it just, it kind of felt like that. So I, I guess I'm just saying that it just, I wasn't, I didn't know any of that, basically, is what I'm saying. So it was interesting to see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, and uh, again, like it's it's interesting to like hear because like initially you'll see things like, for example, like Amy Florence Pugh's character is with um is with Meryl Streep, her you know her aunt in Europe, and later on in the movie you'll see like how that sort of transpired, and yeah. you kind of know in the in your mind, oh, this is not going to turn out. You you it's not, you know it's like you can't escape that like sort of fate. You know, or like anything with um, like Beth, especially, is, I think is is particularly effective with this movie. Oh yeah, because you just you know something like something bad is going to happen. Pretty pretty much almost, almost from the word go, and like it like the rhyming. Like I know people joke about rhyming because George Lucas and the prequels, but the rhyming in the in this movie is so well done. Like I think about like where. Uh, Joe, Saoirse Ronan's Ronan's character wakes up and Beth's not in bed. She's like, oh no, did something happen? She comes down and like Laura Dern turns, she sees her, hooray! And then not too much longer later, she wakes up, she comes down and Laura Dern is crying and you know at that point. You know exactly what happened. Beth is gone. Or like again, like I know I keep talking about rhyming where it's a lovely little shot of of Joe in in her window, you know, back in in Massachusetts or whatever and then you cut to eventually you cut to um in where she's in New York and she's like a there's like a distance and she's in her like you know her like apartment or whatever 
they that that was actually a really cool way that they did the whole like non-linear thing like that that can be an easy way to confuse your audience like i think of nolan for example like i think nolan does a good job with non-linear but i also think he can also throw someone for a loop if you're not if you don't have any kind of like indication or some kind of like rhyming scheme or or color grading scheme to like help differentiate the 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 whole thing um because i know nolan likes to do that a lot in his movies like i still remember like when i saw i love dunkirk by the way but i remember seeing dunkirk for the first time and just going i have no idea what's happening in this movie (laughs) it's just like how 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 much it like sort of shifts between all these different things and all these different perspectives of that of that event whereas with this movie like while it's not you know it's not pandering or it's not like trying to be like you know oh you know this is clearly this or this is clearly that um it does help when uh the color grading changes when it feels more warm and more optimistic and hopeful when we're in the past and we're seeing the the sisters sort of like you know earlier experiences and then we shift uh to the later times when uh it seems colder or more like drowned or not drowned but like uh drained pardon me uh with you know the colors not being as as vibrant or as even just the the shot choices like you know when we saw that some of those shot choices in the in the more like warm time period uh how much they looked like paintings and how like fable like they looked or how you know i i literally said this looks like it was ripped directly from like a picture from a book which is very appropriate i was gonna say and some of that comes through with the performance as well we were pointing we were talking about this with like especially florence Pugh, who i feel like is able to i think out of the the four girls is able to most effortlessly like convince you like She's in like adolescence at one point, and then later on, she's much more of like a you know more of a grown up, for lack of a better word. You know, with her performance, she's like, just like whining, and she's just like, you really believe that she's just like she's not the most mature uh, person. Now, I I love the bit when she's like running out when Saoirse Ronan and (sighs) Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) 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 It's an inside thing. We'll probably get into it, but um. But when, uh, when um, they're going out ice skating, and then she's just like, "Wait, I'm coming! Wait, wait!" <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like something that was sort of so, something sort of like uh, you know unfortunate happens in that scene as well. But like, just like the the lead into that, she's like, "Wait, hold on, guys, <laughs> I'm coming!" Like that was that was just there's a lot of mo- there's a lot of moments in this movie. I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> that that that's my thing and sometimes i find myself just like crying or like tearing up because things like are so how beautiful. sweet it is chris cooper comes in right and chris cooper is is really good in this movie and he gets he's able to bond a bit with beth because she plays the piano and his his daughter who's unfortunately passed away played the piano or, or whatever and he, he's just he, he's just able like he gives her the, like the piano as like a gift and I was just like, oh my gosh, people are so, or the breakfast, like Christmas <laughs> breakfast, where they, they give up their breakfast to the, the this, this unfortunate, you know, this family who mm-hmm. d- d- they, they can't have anything. And then they get a breakfast yes. from, from like that family. And they're just like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's too, it's like, oh, you know what makes Chris Cooper more effective too? And we talked about this, knowing 
knowing how he normally is portrayed or how he nor like the roles he normally takes in other movies like where he's sort of sinister or evil or sin- like like the first thing i thought of like which is weird because chris cooper's done better things but uh when he was norman osborne in uh yeah. in amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> <laughs> So like I think of I think of like roles like that he's done so I always think of Chris Cooper in that light but um to see him uh in this movie the way that he the, it, with the character he plays like it's it, everything there's a lot of like really sweet and like whole and like loving moments about this movie too just anytime like the sisters are all together like yeah there's a few like moments of like bickering or like like I, I love I love the scene when they're all like, you know, wearing costumes and like they have top hats on and they're like clinking the pipes in their mouths just because it's silly, but it's like it's so it's so sweet and it's so like it just warms your heart seeing those moments. It it does, but it and 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 again you get that emotional reaction too because you know from the get go things aren't gonna be exact like a story like a, a exact storybook thing. You know things are gonna unravel at some point. You know, like uh Laurie, Timothy, Tim, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is is not n- the nicest guy. You know that uh, you know that Beth is gonna is gonna pass away at, at some point, and like like eventually the girls have to grow up and and do do their things. Like I think about um, one storyline I, I really particularly like was Meg's storyline, um, Emma Watson mm-hmm. character, and you know her character, she is like unlike you know like. Saoirse Ronan's character of Joe is very much set of being her own like woman and making her own sort of sort of way in the world and not having yes. to rely on somebody. She's like, I'd rather be like a, like a spinster than you know be locked down in that sort of lifestyle. Meg is content with 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 being like you know, sort of like a, like a housewife figure. She wants she wants sort of that that sort of life. And there's some really sweet moments, uh, really sweet moments in this, like with her and her husband. Like I think about the scene where he's just like, no, you got to take that fabric and get, make the dress. And she's like, no, I already sold, sold the fat, sold the fabric. And you're like, Oh no, there's so, (laughs) it's so sweet. And and you know, like, like she's like, I, I, the one line I really like that she says is like, she's talking to Joe on her wedding day. And Joe's like, Oh, we'll be way more interesting than they will. They, They will be boring. She's like, just because your dreams just because my dreams aren't your dreams doesn't mean they're unimportant, you know? Yes. And it's like, sort of everybody's got to, everybody sort of has to have, um, have their own, own sort of, sort of path. And whether you disagree with it or not, it's, it's just, that's what they want to, that's what they want to do. That's what she wants to do with her life. And she's, you know, she, like you were pointing this out to me too. Just, um, there's that scene when she's talking to Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> I didn't realize you were drinking water when I did that. I, I'm so glad you did. Like, a... <laughs> but um, like, there's that scene when she's um, I forget where she is, but uh, she's like, kind of confessing a little bit, like you know what she wants to do, but she also doesn't want like her sister Joe to know about it. If I remember correctly, right? Mm, yes. That's that's a big thing about this too. Like similar to Lady Bird, there's like a very much like a coming of age aspect to this whole movie and and trying to figure out what you want to do and and when you want to do it and how you want to do it. And with her, it's very much she wants a husband, she wants kids, she wants to have that life and that's 
that's fine. Um, I'm also I, I I know we mentioned her briefly. Like Florence Pugh is Amy, is that is is excellent in this movie. Um, and I like think she's I, she's probably my favorite if I'm being honest. Amongst the sisters, they're all great, but she's probably my favorite. What I like about her, um, her character is, and I've heard this about other adaptations. It would be so easy to make Amy the villain because there are times yes. where you are yes, it like would. you you you'll feel angry at Amy. like she she'll burn you know some like she burns like Joe's like sh- like store like novel that she was writing or whatever, and she'll try to like she she wants to she's just whining and she's complaining. But they, they really make her a three-dimensional character. And going back to, like, this idea of, like, the women trying to navigate their, their roles in this life, she talks about, like, marriage being, like, the economic proposition. That's a great scene with her and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, oh! painting. <laughs> listen, I'll just say this right now. I have no animosity towards Timothy Chalamet. I think, listen, he's probably a nice dude. He, um... Uh, I've heard a lot of, you know, people think he's really cool. Um, I'm very excited to see him in Dune. Um, but in the two movies that we've watched him in, he's been an absolute dick. <laughs> he's very good at it, though. Let, let's he's very be, good let's, at let's, being a like, dick. Like, he's very, very good um, in these. I think about the scene where he's, like, with, with Emma Watson and... He's like, do you, do you like my dress? He's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not into like flowers, like feathers and flowers. Like, and it's just like, dude, just, just say she looks nice. Just like, just, just, what are you get doing? Can you get that? You, like, you're, you're going. This is like a real. Like, he says like a backhanded. Co- I'm like, dude, that's not the way to go, man. You're you're awful at this. Oh my god, <laughs> you suck, Timothy. Like you're great, Timothy Chalamet as as a as an asshole, but <laughs> but you suck. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I still remember Lady Bird. Like one of the first times we see him, and he's like sitting on that that truck, and he's like hella tight, and I'm like, someone just push him. like i i think about um i also like what i like about too is that yes this is very much a story that's set in the in the 1800s Mm -hmm. 1860s specifically um but it does have like that that modern sort of rejuvenation between the the non-linear story but also i feel like the way the characters are portrayed like i think amy it like feels like feels like she's like more modern character than what maybe you would have expected. Or like, I think about the scene where, uh, Laurie and Joe are dancing outside mm-hmm. and like, like they're, they're doing like all these like, cr- like cr- crazy moves, you know, it, it just, <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Like, it's funny you mentioned that because there's like, I know like the, the time period is a very important aspect to the, into- to the, you know, the themes and everything, but it's like watching the movie. A lot of times I forgot it was set in the past. Like I like because you're just so focused on like the characters and and there are a lot of uh, modern parallels to the way that uh, the Little Women are and you know the way that they do things you know even just the, the the there's a whole bit where like she tries to straighten her hair and like the hair comes out like I never I I you don't think of it as like something that could happen in in that time period but I guess it was something and and it did and it's like it feels like a very modern thing I guess. And I think I think the movie does a good job in like kind of I guess teetering that kind of like parallel like between those two. You know what I mean? No, I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I think there's so many like Mer- Meryl Streep is very is very good in this movie. She's a Mer- Meryl role. Streep is like 
is is so good. She's also like like the most like I I can't think of the right word for it. She's mean, but in like a, in like a in like a like a crotchety old lady way, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, like like I, I like the scene too where they're like they inherited the house and it's just like you know what I want to I want to make her her turn your grave not like a like a like a radical turn just like you know just a slight rotation just a, just like a <laughs> just a <laughs> and, or I think of like the wedding scene yes like when she's oh at the gosh. wedding and, <laughs> and she's just like oh look you ruined your life oh cool thanks grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and then i love that emma watson um i love that meg like snaps back at her just like boom like yeah <laughs> take that meryl streep <laughs> but i i think about that uh laura dern in this movie is, oh, is so laura good dern. um like she is it, it she, she she brings such a like a like a warmth to the movie and which i'm really not used believe. to right now anymore with laura dern because yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, I think of her in Marriage Story, or even, like, I, I watched a bunch of clips, and that, because she's in Big Little Lies, and she has some, I guess she has, like, a lot of great moments where she's just, like, swearing and yelling at people. I think there's even right. a point where she swears and yells at Meryl Streep at a coffee shop. So I'm just, like, I'm just so used to this, like, more, you know, like, in-your-face sort of, like, I'm gonna take you down, and you're gonna bleed sort of, like, approach to Laura Dern's-type characters. She's even kind of like that in Star Wars a little bit. Like, like she's she's much more like reserved, obviously, but she's still very like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so watching Little Women felt like such a change. I'm like, Laura Dern, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like the rage, man, it's perfect. She's always been great, but, though. But it was so, it's so nice, like like some of the scenes where everybody everybody's together. Like I think about when 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 Bob when um their their father comes back, <laughs> Better Call Saul comes back home, and they have like the uh they have the dinner t- dinner together, or just like uh, just the scenes where where like you know like Lori helps take Meg home after she you know she hurt her ankle or whatever. It's just like everybody's mm-hmm. so nice and, and, and sweet, and they're just so they just they just want everybody to be. I just want all these people to be happy. Like and that, like that, that that's really <laughs> like, what it comes like, down to. They're all so sweet and like it's such a loving family, and it's like that's that like that's the most important thing you have to sell too is that if these if you can't believe that these four could be sisters, then your then your movie's stupid. But not only do you believe that they're sisters, I I am fully convinced that these four women have known each other for years and just been friends or like uh, like that just happened to like be in this movie and they were and, like, it just naturally came that way or something like they're so, they're so good at like the chemistry is insanely good. It, 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 it really is. It like truly is. A te- that's a testament to Gre- Greta Gerwig. Just like as a, as a filmmaker, you know, being able to direct, the, direct the actors, but also just from the more technical standpoint of, okay, you know, let, we got to make, make this look like, more, more like the promising, the promising past, and then now we're in more of a, a bleaker, a bleaker, maybe not as, not as happy, uh, you know, present. Uh, man, it's, there's so much, there's so much to talk about with with this movie, and I was really glad, I was really glad to revisit this one. I'm glad I finally watched it. It's like I, I still remember like all the buzz it was getting, 
like again, I just I guess I, I I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's just another Little Women movie. You know, I, I haven't seen any of the other ones. It's just, but um, I I think I think what made me interested was when you talked about it. Was when you were when when you came back after seeing it and just talking about how much you liked it, and that's when I was like, okay, all right, it it piqued my interest, and um, I I'm glad that it, this was kind of the uh, the excuse. That we got to sit, similar with Lady Bird, it was like this was a good excuse to sit down and watch it for the first time. My dog just barked. I think she was excited we watched it too. Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> kind of after I I watched this movie, like because I, I think about the scene where like the little girls like read like the, like the first couple chapters of Little Women, and they're like, "What happens to them afterwards?" And I'm like, "That was me!" Like throughout the whole, throughout this whole movie, I'm like, "What is gonna happen?" I want them to Uh, be happy. Like, and it's just like, it's one of those movies where I would almost, I would classify it as like a a weird kind of epic. I mean, it's not like three hours, but like it's over two hours. It definitely has that feeling to it, actually. Like a very, like a heartwarming epic, really. Like it's, it's an epic about like the smaller things in life, like family, like that's a good way to put it. The the loss of life, but it, it can feel so profound. Like I think about, the scene I'm almost getting choked up talking about it is when, when, when like Beth is playing on the piano, and uh, Chris Cooper's character comes downstairs mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and sits on the stairs and listens to it. It's such an emotionally devastating, uh, emotionally devastating moment, and shows like and and one of the big things I like this movie brings up is like, you know, oh nobody cares about this, this like kind of like domestic troubles and, and things like that. It's like no, you know, people can care about this kind of stuff and like find it as compelling as something that is like maybe a more standard spectacle or something gory or yeah. the things that Joe has to write because she needs to make a, earn a living and all that. It's just like people need to be exposed to it. And I think this movie's a really great example of like, just it, 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 it's, it's really important to have like that human aspect in these movies. And I'd, I would argue there are a few mainstream movies in recent memory, I would say that are, are as human as little women. I think it's a really, I think it's a really good way to put it. Um, Cause I mean, and I know you know this as well. Like you know, we watch so many big genre movies and so many like big spectacle movies, and it's nice that every now and then to have a movie like this that sort of tells tells the kind of stories and 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 approaches the kind of things in life that those movies tend to avoid. You know, it's it's sort of a it's just it's great that movies like this exist and that you know when you have people like Greta Gerwig who are able to tell the stories as well as they are and like i'm i'm really i'm actually really excited to see what she what she makes next i mean i we were kind of joking uh, as we were watching it like there's a scene when Sir Ronan walks into a bar and my first my first thought was i would be so happy if a rope came down and uh, <laughs> she just swings into the bar. She's got a mustache, and she's got like a rapier sword, and she's just like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> and I was like, "Listen, not." And then it just made me go, Greta Gerwig, if she ever wants to do like a franchise movie, which listen, at this point, she could do whatever she wants, and that's and that'll be, I'll be excited to see whatever it is. But um, if she if she uh, ends up being the director of Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I would totally be like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Get Saoirse Ronan in there as a pirate with a sword, just having it. Like, I'm totally okay with that. I doubt it, but I just think that would be fun. 
I mean, at this point, like her, we, we talked about like career trajectories and all that, and like late Lady Bird was like a ten million dollar, ten million dollar movie, and that made like eighty million, eighty million dollars. Little Women was a forty million dollar movie, which bigger budget than before, but still, as far as like Hollywood movies, it's relatively small. As weird as that yeah. is to say, and that made like that made bank. That made over two hundred million dollars worldwide for that kind of movie to to really hit that stroke. Even though it is an adaptation, it's like still like this. This was very well received, and I it's it's probably one of my favorite movies. Honestly, like rewatching them, like yeah, this this is a great great movie. Um, and I, like you said, like coming back down to it, I'm very excited for what Greta has in store for her directorial future. I, I'm totally, I'm, I'm glad, again, I know I've repeated myself a lot, but I'm very glad that, um, I've seen these movies now and, um, I'm, I'm, I actually want to see some of the movies she's been in. Cause again, I don't, I can't for the life of me, cause I recognize her face. Cause I remember like mm-hmm. seeing interviews and stuff. Um, and I think she hosted on Saturday night live at one point too. And I recognized her and I was like, where have I seen her from? So, and I know she has a movie in the Criterion Collection that was at Francis Ha. Isn't that, didn't Noah Baumbach direct that as well? Yes, yes. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but I, I remember liking it a lot. So, I'm going to I'm gonna have to, like, check out some of those ones as well. And just, 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 just go, for, just, just bask in the, the greatness that is Greta Gerwig, really. <laughs> for, for sure. Folks, uh, what are your thoughts on Greta Gerwig? What are your thoughts on these two films? What is your favorite adaptation of Little Women? What are some of your favorite, like, coming of age, like, teen movies? Please let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We both have Letterbox and YouTube channels. We're going to try to get yeah. some YouTube stuff up at some point. It's just been a crazy, crazy couple of months. And uh, we do what we uh, do. Ch- on that note, we do have something in the works for YouTube. We did. We I will. I don't want to tease too much, but we did film something. We did. We did. I I gotta I gotta upload my half of that at some point. But yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll try to, uh, in between editing, I'll try to do that this week. So uh, anyway, that about wraps it up. Uh, Check us out next week. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. You guys are great. Thank you for the music you make. And of course, a hint to next week's double feature. We are literally talking about the two biggest movies of all time. One with blue rabbit people, and one where a bunch of superheroes fight a bad guy after 20-odd-some movies. Anyway, stay tuned for next week. It's gonna be huge!